Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year as a business owner. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes, expert guests, and interviews with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. Welcome to part two of my four part series where I am talking all about the framework for revolutionary brand. Um, This is one of the most important parts of the framework because this is where one of the things that I see that is missing with entrepreneurs is that so many of us are like just trying to sell. So we're not building a connection or anything with people. We're just kind of hopping online and saying the things that we think we need to say so that people make a buying decision. And then we're hoping that they buy with us. And the thing about high ticket and premium priced offers is it is imperative for people to trust you if they're going to invest that kind of money with you especially other online entrepreneurs, because we're not corporations. So we don't just have a much bigger budget. Like I think a lot of, you know, we come from corporate. Well, with corporate, if you're doing B2B sales, it's highly likely that the company can't afford you because they do have a bigger budget for certain parts of business, right? They have a budget for research and development. They have a budget for quality control people. They have a budget for customer service. They have a budget for buying materials. They have a budget for HR and hiring people and hiring staff. They have budgets for travel. They have budgets for different things, right? But when it comes to the online entrepreneur, they're not necessarily looking at budgets like that. They're kind of looking at their revenue and what they have in their business bank account. And they're also making decisions based on what they think the investment is going to help them get a return on. And so a lot of times the budget isn't just sitting there waiting for what it is that you do. However, they would invest in it if they saw the value and if they trusted the person or trusted that that person or that company was going to get them the outcome that they really desired. And now one thing that I learned um, as I was doing a lot of research for my shop and doing my courses is I, I started studying like luxury sales. And the reason I started studying like luxury sales, I actually have a book on luxury sales. I started st- studying luxury sales because I wanted to understand how people would buy some like purse for like $20,000. Like what would make someone want to do something like that? What would make someone be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to drop that amount of money on a purse or a jacket or a suit or a car? And what surprised me so much is that people are willing to spend that much money when there are like different connection points for them. And so I want to talk today about what would make someone spend that kind of money and why a lot of it has to do with building trust with them. And so um, let's dive into this conversation today. One of the biggest things that I see missing from um, online entrepreneurs or a lot of online entrepreneurs is the lack of the connection. And so I I had a mastermind and I was asking the ladies in the mastermind, you know, how many... 
um, how many people from your followers do you actually feel like you interact with on a regular basis or that you know? And they were both kind of like, not very many. And I said to them, what would make you think that people were going to spend that kind of money with you if they didn't really feel like they knew you? Because they're, they were designers and there are so many designers that people could have chosen from. So the fact that those particular designers weren't really even engaging with anyone or interacting with anyone, I try to get them to think about like what would make them stand out. Because there are so many good designers in the world too. So when I think about service providers, especially in coaches, there are just so many service providers and coaches out there that we're competing against. And so when you're not doing your due diligence to even build a connection with people, you're missing the opportunity to be the kind of the kind of go-to person at the end of the day, when everyone has a framework and everyone's sophisticated in their marketing and everyone has their shit together, then what is going to make you stand out is definitely going to be your personality and your values and how you treat people and how you communicate and how people feel about you specifically. And so this is a big, important part of Revolutionary Brands Framework. And this part of the framework is where we talk about how to build that kind of trust with your most aligned, qualified leads. So the part, the first part of how I teach this is to make sure that you, first of all, understand the buyer's journey of your most, the most aligned, qualified leads who would fit your offer. You need to understand the journey that they need to follow or the path that they need to follow so that you can help guide them through that that path to a yes or no decision. And part of you understanding this path is knowing exactly what would help your person, the person who would be a good fit for your offer, go from the stage of, you know, I have a problem, I'm very frustrated to, this is the solution that I'm going to buy to solve this problem with this person in particular. Because there is something, there are going to be things that happen along the way that's going to help them get closer to making not only a yes decision, but a yes decision specifically with you. Another thing that I need you to focus on is knowing exactly which content to create to take them from just being a follower to an actual paid customer. And of course, all of your content when you're doing this is should be focused on helping them to understand that you can solve one particular problem for them. Because you know, in part one, I talked about the fact that you need to know your most valuable problem that your most valuable person has that you can solve with your expertise. You need to help them see that you are capable of solving that problem when it comes to your content. I think one of the biggest things that or the, one of the biggest mistakes that I see in the content strategy is that the content strategy is often trying to prove that you are the expert. You're spending a lot of time trying to prove yourself to people, which actually ends up putting a lot of pressure on you to perform rather than spending your time creating content that's going to tell a story for your ideal client to picture themselves going from their current situation to the goal that they have and the beautiful outcome that they're hoping to achieve and how that can be done with you specifically. When you are creating content, it's not your job to prove yourself. It really isn't. I mean, yes, we're sharing social proof, but the social proof is really to show another human being probably starting off where your ideal client is starting off from and how that exact same human being who's in a very similar situation to your most aligned qualified lead, how they were able to come out of it because of what they did with you. That is what you're really doing with the social proof. Not again, proving and hyping yourself up and how you're the hero, but how they can be their own hero if they took action. 
And so the second part of what I teach in this framework for building trust and connection with those aligned qualified leads is how to use Vario video marketing strategies to build that like, know, and trust relationship. And I know everyone talks about that like, know, and trust relationship. So when I say the like relationship, this is where you're actually showing your personality in the behind the scenes of your company because they actually need to like you specifically. Again, there are too many different people that they could be working with. And so when it comes to liking someone, different things that they're going to like about you is your personality, even the inflection in your voice, how you treat people, your values. If you have similar values to them, like, you know, um, I get a lot of people who are like, you know, I really want to hire my mom one day. I'd really want to help my mom retire. And they say that to me specifically because my mom works for me. And this was an important part of my business. I do. I did a podcast episode with her. Um, Episode 32 is with my mom. And so when people see that that's the kind of relationship that I have with my mother and that that's a big part of my my company values is to, you know, I want to take care of her and have her work with me because she's my best friend and she's a good person and she helps me. And I just like being able to be close to her. When people hear that, they're like, I feel like that way about my mom. I've had several clients that feel that way. You know, I have several clients who really want to be independent and uh, as a female, and that's a big part of my company's mission is to help women to build independent wealth. So we don't have to rely on our spouses or our mates, or even if we have wives, I don't want to have to rely on my, my mate to take care of me. I want to be able to be independent without them. And so a lot of us are in a position where that's what we're building for ourselves. And this was important. I share a lot of stories about how my husband didn't agree with me quitting my job. And I kept basically asking him permission to quit my job. And then at some point I was like, I don't need his permission to decide if I want to quit my job. It's up to me to decide if I think that by quitting my job, I can focus on a business that I believe in. And if I think that I can survive financially, if I were to quit that job. And the answer was yes. And so I decided to tell him, I, I quit my job. I'm quitting my job. I don't need your permission. I'm not quitting when you think I should quit. I'm quitting now. And I want to help other women to be able to make those kind of independent financial choices outside of their mate or outside of their relationship or outside of what people believe about them to be true, but what they themselves believe to be true that they are capable of. And so the second part of this you know, this part of the framework is to focus on helping you do use video, leverage video to help you to get through this kind of journey of helping to build that like, know, and trust relationship with leads. And so in order for you to do this, you can't just do a few lives. Like I see a lot of coaches teaching you to just do lives or a lot of coaches teaching you just to do reels. But there's a reason that Instagram has those four different video types. They have reels. They have Instagram live. They have the IGTV style videos that can stand on their own. They have stories. These are all existing for a reason. And so I did a whole series on the quadfecta of the different type of videos because there are those four, but I feel like each of the four really serves a very specific purpose. And so when I'm looking specifically at the quadfecta of the different type of videos you can do, when I think about reels, and I talked about this in the previous episode, when I look at reels, reels is really an opportunity for you to gain visibility because you do need visibility. So it's the time for you to either gain brand new followers or to reactivate the followers that you have that don't even talk to you on a regular basis. I have over, I have almost 7,000 followers, 
but I really only get a hundred and something likes every time. And um, when I'm going live, I only see like 10 to 20 people on the lives. And when I look at the views on my videos, like my IGTV style videos, it might get up to like 300, sometimes 700 views, but that's it out of all of those followers that I have. And so when it's time for me to launch, I have a storyline that I'm telling. And that storyline is meant to activate the people within that 7,000 followers who are experiencing that exact storyline at the time. Because again, at that time, they're aligned to the message that I'm sharing at the time. And so that's what the purpose of reels are. That's the best purpose that reels can serve. And then when it comes to Instagram live, well, now that you have these new followers or reactivated followers who haven't really been engaging with you, you need some, some way to kind of get to the front of the line and get attention so that they can start engaging with you. Because the only way for Instagram's algorithm to show your account to the people who matter the most at the time is if they're engaging with you actively. And so if your people for this particular storyline or for this particular offer that you have, if those aligned qualified leads have never been interacting with you or they're brand new followers because you finally did content to attract them, well, now you need to use something like Instagram Live to get to the front of the line because that's how it works. I only see the same exact like 10 to 20 people stories every single day. And it's because those are the same 10 to 20 accounts that I interact with. However, if I start following a new account and we start engaging with each other, they're going to start to pop up in my stories feed. But you know, a quicker way to do that is if you go live, Instagram puts your little bubble in your story to the front of the line and it lights it up. And sometimes you get a notification if you have notifications set up. And so I leverage Instagram lives to do that, to get right to the front of the line with my message first. And then now that I'm at the front of the line and now that you're at the front of the line and you've gotten visibility, you would leverage the Instagram video or IGTV style videos to help them get through that buyer's journey. Because now this is a more long form video that long form enough where you can have context, but short enough where they won't get bored because IG lives, the replays can be my replays for IG lives are at least 20 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes. And that's way too long for a lot of people to go back and listen if they weren't really that involved or that engaged and they don't care. But with my IG video, my IG TV videos, I tend to keep those, you know, five minutes or less if I can, because I can hold someone's attention long enough to get through a really important message. And so can you. So this is your opportunity to take them through that important part of the buyer's journey to help them hear that message that they really need to hear that they need context behind. Because when it comes to stories, that's where you're closing the sale and they need to already be to that yes decision or have already gone through that journey and really believe in that solution that you offer and you and your particular version of that solution before it's time to sell to them. And so stories is the right time to do that. And so that's the reason why I teach the fact that there is importance behind all of these video types. Now, when it comes to revolutionary brand, this is going to be a new addition to the program. I created the winning Instagram quadfecta when I was planning to launch my Instagram courses. But because I realized that a lot of people don't understand how to fundamentally use Instagram and leverage it for business, I need to teach my people how to leverage the functionalities of Instagram from the business perspective. And so I'm adding part of the winning Instagram quadfecta to my revolutionary brand coaching program. I'm going to change it up a little bit because I do want to give some more in-depth discussions around it, but I am taking what I did from the quadfecta and infusing that into the program because I really want everyone to understand the importance of all of it. Because I feel like you need to not only be using all four video types, but you need to be doing at least one live video a week. 
you really do need to get to the front of the line and get attention at least once a week. I'm not saying go live all the time or every day or multiple times a week if that's not something you're used to doing, but I want you to build up enough courage to go live at least once a week because you really do need to build those relationships and talk to people and give them an opportunity to hear your voice live, to pop on and ask you questions, to get context around what it is that you're saying and to get your, your, your you can get immediate feedback about what it is that you're talking about or your storyline from people if you go live. And then lastly, that you actually have a clear marketing strategy when it comes to being on video, because this is the most prevalent, the most attractive way to build a clientele when you're in online business and you can't network in person, this is your next best shot in hell of getting their attentions by showing up on video. So you should have a video marketing strategy for social media. And so that's why this is the most important part of the second phase of my um, of revolutionary brand. It's because this is what you need to be doing. You have to build that like no trust relationship for them to pay you any attention. And so when you get to doing the videos now, you have to do certain types of videos and certain types of content has to be present within those videos, which is why this is the third part of the second phase of the framework. In order for you to build that connection and trust with your most aligned qualified lead, you actually need to have a video content strategy that includes the three P's of content. And that's perspective shifting content, problem solving content, and promotional content. If you're missing one of these or you have the wrong mix of them, it is very indicative as to why your launches aren't working. And so the first little pre-qualifier to this is, is more than 50% of your content perspective shifting content? The type of content that's going to help someone see their situation differently than they currently are, right? They're going to see why what they've done isn't working and why the things that they've been believing so long may have misled them and gotten them to where they are and how they can maybe reframe their thought processes and reframe their approach to get a better outcome that they actually desire. And so perspective shifting content's job is to help you to do that with your content to help them see the things differently that they need to see. But there is still a place for educational content. I know I talk a lot of shit about educational content and it's because a lot of people get so comfortable sitting in that, that that's where they stay. But I don't need, if I'm spending thousands of dollars, I don't really need the ABCs and one, two, threes of how to do something because I'm probably a more sophisticated buyer. Now I do need to hear a little bit of tips sometimes because it will help me trust you a little bit more. Like, well, if that quick tip does make a lot of sense. And if I try that, I did eliminate one of my pain points real quick and that made me feel kind of good. So you want to give people like those little quick wins along the way, but you got to remember, you're not trying to teach people to DIY themselves into oblivion. You're actually trying to, you're trying to teach them that they need expert help to get to that next level that they, they desire to be at. But you should do some educational content to get that quick win. And it's trying to help them to overcome a really small pain point that's related to the big problem that you can help them solve. When you show them that they can eliminate this really quick pain point, sometimes our pain points are a distraction to us even paying attention enough, long enough to move forward. And so 
it's kind of like a prerequisite. If I can help you to um, learn a prerequisite to working with me anyway, then this is going to help both of us because now you're more qualified to work with me and also you're more prepared to work with me. And now you're not coming to me so far behind that I got to start start you from you know point zero before I can get you to point three of a five point series. You know, I want to be able to get you past that point zero point where you qualify. And so solving, giving them educational content, a quick little ABC one, two, three is helpful if you focus your energy on helping them get some of the prerequisites out of the way to working with you. So for example, with Revolutionary Brand, I need you to understand which, like I need you to understand a couple of things before you work with me. The first thing that I teach that um, is a prerequisite, I have a masterclass called Position for Profitability. And the reason I have Position for Profitability as a prerequisite and also as a lead magnet for revolutionary brands, because I need you to understand, first of all, what type of business model that you need to have in order to, um, that you want to have before you work with me. People who have a low ticket business model, revolutionary brand doesn't make sense. So if you're selling stuff under $1,000, you don't really need to invest in a program like mine because all of my processes are super extra and they're extra, meaning like my client and lead processes have a lot of extra steps that you wouldn't normally do. Pre-qualifications that you're going through with people are very strict and very detailed, um, even down to how much content I have you posting. That's all because when it comes to high ticket purchases, people need a lot more information to make a buying decision. Whereas low ticket people, you really don't need to do that. You actually should be doing a lot of educational content. You should be doing a lot of visibility content because you need higher volume. But with revolutionary brand and teach and selling high ticket or premium priced offers, you don't, you don't actually need volume. You need quality. And so the type of content that you need to put out is going to attract only the people that are high quality. And so that's just a different market. And so because of that, I need people prior to coming to even thinking about revolutionary brand to be aligned with the type of business model that I'm helping within revolutionary brand, which would be a high ticket business model business. The second thing is in the position for profitability masterclass, which is my prerequisite for revolutionary brand, I talk about positioning strategies and which positioning strategy makes the most sense for high ticket people so that people coming into working with me already know my angle is going to be that I have higher quality than anyone else. My angle is going to be that I am different than anyone else. And I really need to be, I need to learn how to hype that up. What different things are my people going to, I need you to know what positioning strategy makes the most sense even prior to coming to revolutionary brand. Although I skimmed the surface of it in revolutionary brand, I'm expecting you to already know coming in what's, what's going to set you apart. And also the type of content that would be helpful to help set you apart or to help with your positioning strategy. So if you learn that prior to coming to revolutionary brand, you already come in knowing what you need to focus on. When I start teaching you my special content process, you already come in knowing where your focus is going to lie. And so that's what I mean for you guys doing things like your educational content should really only be helping them to qualify and do a prerequisite to working with you anyway. But a lot of you are just doing educational content that's meant to be something that people are learning so much from you that they come to you to learn. But I want you to know that the type of authority that you're building there is that you're the authority on how to DIY everything. So there are certain accounts that I look at on Instagram for Instagram tips. I have never bought anything from that person, nor do I need to, because everything that they're doing is so tip heavy that I feel like I have enough from them. When I go to HGTV to watch television, it's not because 
I want to um, buy those houses necessarily. I want to see how they're decorating so I can go and implement that in my own home. But when I go to contact a realtor, it's because I want them to find me a home, right? And do that stuff for me. Or when I go and hire an interior decorator, it's because I want that decorator to do it for me, not because I want to DIY it myself. But if I'm just going and watching HGTV all day, it's because I know HGTV is going to inspire me to do that stuff on my home on my own. And so you have to think about if you're trying to HGTV brand yourself, or if you want to brand yourself as the interior designer where people have to come to you in order for the design to happen. And I don't want to be HGTV. I want to actually be the interior designer and I want to do it for people. So my content wouldn't be all about how to DIY the looks that I do. It would be about how setting certain aesthetics um, changes the tone and mood of different spaces and how it feels when people come into a space when it looks a certain way. I would be talking about feng shui versus me explaining to you how to line up your pillows. You know what I'm saying? And so, again, this is what I want you to start thinking about with your content. And it's why I say, yes, you should have some educational content, but it should be more of a sophisticated plan for why you're doing that. And it should be because the plan is to help them pre-qualify themselves. And then lastly, all of your videos need to be satisfying that goal of building that like, know, and trust relationship. So you need to think about what things. So if I want to build that like relationship, it's going to show my personality and behind the scenes of my business. If I want to help build that no relationship, then I'm going to be showing my values and what I can do to help others. And if I want to build that trust relationship, I'm going to show my expertise and my results. This second phase, again, of Revolutionary Brands Framework is important because a lot of times people don't, people know the, the how behind content, but not the what and the why. And in this phase of the program, I'm teaching you the what and the why um, and the how of content strategy and what is going to work best for that level of a buyer and that quality of a buyer that we're trying to get to. Before I go, for those of you who know I'm already interested in Revolutionary Brand, what do I need to do, Letitia? Then you know Revolutionary Brand is my um, coaching program where I teach service providers and coaches how to create attraction marketing strategies to attract high ticket and premium priced clients for your coaching programs and your services without having to do complicated marketing funnels or having to be excellent at sales. And I teach that all through this framework work that I've been going over with you for the past two episodes. And so if you know that you're someone who is trying to figure out how to repackage and re reestablish your high ticket or premium price offer in the marketplace so that it starts to actually attract aligned qualified leads, if you um, need to map out and plan a strategic video content strategy that will lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to actually wanting to pay full price for your service, if you want to learn how to ask for the sale during key milestones during your launch so that you're not idly waiting for applications, but rather taking control of converting window shoppers into buyers. And lastly, if you want to implement processes to strategically automate parts of your business and prepare it for scale, and also have the prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale before you've even had a sales conversation, then Revolutionary Brand is for you. And I want you to visit revolutionarybrand.co to submit your application for the program since the next cohort is starting in January. Now, if you're hearing this episode after the month of January, 
January. Don't worry, because once a quarter, I start a brand new cohort of revolutionary brands. There's no reason for you to wait to submit your applications. Get on my wait list if the wait list link is up. And if it's time for open applications and make sure you get yours in so that you can secure one of the six spots in the existing cohort. And so part three of this series is where I'm going to talk about the new addition to Revolutionary Brands Framework, which is establishing processes for easy conversion. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk all about how to start conversations and permission-based sales and how to get sales conversions from social media without even having to leave the app. So I will see you in the next episode. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, or to show my guests and me some love, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. Talk to you next week.